Well, I guess, Tony, you're going to have to stop singing Damian Lillard rhymes right now. Or rapping them. You're not even singing, you're rapping. <laughs> Just busting it. Freestyle. Damian Lillard style. If you didn't hear him, we have Tony Milas back in the building. I'm back. I'm back. Here we go. And this is going to be a good one. We are in week two of the Illinois High School football playoffs. We have three teams left. Close proximity. We have three left in our close proximity. There are some around that are like outside of where we go. Towns that we've been through and stuff like that. And we'll get to those later. I'll list all them off and give them their, their proper props. But three that we pay attention to. We will start off with the number one seeded Princeton Tigers won its Class 3A opening round contest against number 16 North Boone. Win is an understatement. They routed them 61 to 26. Junior running back Rondé Wills, who you've never met in person, me and you are both roughly six foot, five eleven, five ten, somewhere we're in there. You're not gonna say our weight? No, we'll, we'll leave that away. <laughs> we're not gonna mention that. None of that. This kid has got to be. I, I want to say six three. Wow. He's probably about two fifteen, two twenty. Ripped, 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 like ripped. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can say. I think we enough. need to get a picture of him. Oh yeah, he's a beast. He scored. Five touchdowns in the game, and he had over 200 yards in the first half. You know how many rushing yards I have and how many touchdowns I have in football, high school football? I thought you were going to say Madden stats, but at least you dropped in the high school. My Madden stats are ridiculous. <laughs> goose egg. Goose, goose egg. egg. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. But in the second half, sophomore running back Max Taylor took over, found the end zone three more times again. Tigers move on, 61-26 victory, craziness. So, it is not every day you get to talk to awesome people, unless you're, of course, you work for the Edge of Your Seat podcast. We have Rondé Worlds running back for Princeton. Man, thank you for joining us. How are you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am thrilled to have you on. Me and you have done many interviews together. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, but this one... Might be the best, because we got a lot riding on this one. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to talk to you again. Awesome. First of all, let's jump right into it, man. It is your junior year, and we are in round two of the Class 3A playoffs. You guys came in as a one seed, and you are now facing number nine Hall, who is probably your biggest rival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... uh Definitely got to play him earlier in this season already, and uh, to play him again, you know, playing teams two games or playing a team twice in the same season, you know, that's tough, especially being, I mean, a school 15 minutes away right down the road, so you know it's going to be a big game, it's going to be packed, it's going to be fun. I'm so excited to play, too. You guys in weeks, it was week six, right, that you played Hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In week six, so I was still with the News Tribune at that time, and me and the sports editor, Kevin Klum, are talking about the game. We're pumped up. It's going to be a good game. Both are good teams. You know, who knows what's going to happen. I think at that time, you and Hall, Princeton and Hall, had both only lost once, which was both to Newman. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the game, and it's coming up, and then I'm covering another game looking at Twitter, getting the scores, and I'm like, no way, this can't be right. Whoever I'm looking at has got to have the wrong score. You guys shut them out and had a running clock, 41 nothing against Hall. Talk about that feeling. 
Oh, it was last year coming off a hard-fought game, and right at the end, us losing to losing to him, you know, off a trick play. We were fired up, and we were ready to come play on. I mean, we did not want to lose that game. That was our a little bit of our revenge for us losing to them last year, and we just came out fired up. We were ready to go, and we had a great game plan. The coaches put together a great game plan for us, and we just went with it, and we. Oh, we played so good that game. It was, uh, like I said, I was blown away by the score. I'm glad you brought up last year's game. I did talk to Grant Resetich, and okay. we we spoke about this game and how crazy it was and, and stuff like that. There's a fire in the press box, which I ran for right. my life because I was in the press box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then after that, I go on Princeton sideline because I did not want to be by that press box at all. Right, right. And watching this play develop, so you guys turn the ball over on on uh, in Hall's territory. Yep, right, right. So then they start to drive the other side. The last play of the game, I think they were down. Were they down two? Yeah, yeah, it was down there. We were, we were, yeah, they were down by two. Down by two, halfback pass. That's the trick play you're talking about. Yep. Find yep. Stephen Brust, who was actually defended pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Makes a play, goes to the end zone. That had to be heartbreaking. So you guys come back, get the win. Now it's round three. Yeah, round three. We meet again. And what a rivalry game, right? What, what, how crazy it is, The just the games we've had lately with Hall. But, yeah, we're back. We're playing them again. Here we are. You know, on to the playoffs. Does anything change? I mean, the Hall team is... It's different from last year. You know, they lost a lot of key players, including Brust and James Maltino, who threw the half-back pass. Right. But they still have studs. They still have good players. Has anything changed game plan-wise from last year, from this year's Week 6, and then now going into this game? Right. Definitely from uh, last year, they were, you know, they still got Walk. That's their fast guy. But last year, they had a bunch of speedy guys. And this year, you know, they're more... A little bit of a ground and pound. They got, you know, Wozniak back there, full back. And it's either you're pounding it to Wozniak or you're going to, you know, give it out to Marshall on the edge. And, you know, they're, they're tough. They're good players. But our game plan's the same. Just, you know, our defense always comes out strong. And coaches always put together a great game plan for us. And, you know, we're just going to stick to that. Try to stop that their ground and pound game. Especially with their, they got some big linemen up front, too. So we're just going to try to stop their run. So you're talking about the running game, you know, ground and pound, which they have been doing pretty much to everybody. I was against you guys. They had, I think, like less than 10 yards of total offense. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. That's We came in trying to stop the run, and that's what we did. The defense did a great job against that. So now coming into this game, like, like you said, going into week six, it was redemption game for you guys. Well, now Hall's got a chip on its shoulder. I mean, they... Running clock against you guys, big rival, probably the biggest rivals for either school. So, are you ready for their shot? Because they're going to try jab, uppercut, super kick you, all that stuff right back. Right. I mean, Coach Pierce has been preaching all week. It's very hard to beat a team two times in the same season. He said, he tells us, you know, he's had multiple teams where he's had to play two times in the same season, and they have just been complete dogfight games, you know, battle to the end. And that's what we're ready to do. We're ready to go in and put it up with a dogfight dog with these guys. So even though you guys blew them out 41 nothing the last time, you were not expecting that at all? 
No, we were. I mean, we we came in. We even week six, we thought it was going to be a dog fight. We knew they had some good athletes. We knew we were in for a fight, but we were we were so we were pretty surprised with the score we put up. Uh, we keep talking about you know Hall's running game and you know the athletes they have. Princeton isn't short of athletes either. Just talk about the guys you have offensively. I mean, last week against North Boone, it's 61-28. You scored five touchdowns and had over 200 yards in the first half. Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. I mean, we saw their holes that they were opening up for us, and our linemen, me, we were just we were looking at our chops. We were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be crazy. And the holes were open all night. The linemen blocked them right? Princeton, it was just a game for Princeton to run their power game like we always do, and it was awesome. We loved it. <laughs> I bet. I would love that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but not only you, then we get to the second half, and is it sophomore Max Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, Max Taylor. He's, I loved, I love having him behind me, especially being able to help that kid out. He's a year younger than me, and just being able to help him as much as I can before I graduate, it's awesome to be able to see Especially even when he gets in now, I'd be able to see, you know, like, just me and him, the differences that we have, but there's still the same things that I can help him work on. It's awesome. Like, thunder and lightning with me and him. And it's it's amazing, and it was amazing. Boone, unfortunately, had to feel you reach the end zone five times, and then Max Taylor all in the second half three times. I mean, that's right. eight touchdowns between two guys. The thing about me and Max being back there is, the men up front, you know, the linemen. Those are the guys that get the job done for us. We just go to work once they once they get them out of the way for us. Throw out a, a shout-out to the linemen. I don't remember all their names. If you got to say their names, you got to give them some props. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tight end, we got Brandon Herring. Uh, guards, we got Alex May. And our guards, we got Cody Mongan. And uh, Sam McClure. Tackles, we got uh, Grant Foes and Alex May. Those are, those are my guys up there. Definitely. After uh, center, we got Cole Reynolds. Sorry, forgot my sign. <laughs> you can't forget Cole. I can't forget Cole. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Cole Reynolds at center. Yep. Awesome. After uh, you know the first week game of the playoffs, did you buy him a pizza? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But I owe him one. I definitely do owe him one. <laughs> I mean, I bet you they would have tried to block a little harder for you against Hall if you would have got him some pizzas. Yeah, maybe I need to do that soon. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the extra chocolate milk at lunch or something. Right, right, yeah. I know Grandfather's likes pizza a lot. Maybe I'll get one. There you go, there you go. Besides you and Taylor, talk about uh, quarterback Tyler Gibson. He's a junior. He has been playing well pretty much all year. You got Jacob Starr. Just kind of talk about the whole offense. You guys have hit defenses pretty much every way. I mean, the running game worked last week and it's worked i mean all year but so is the passing game your whole offense has been pretty pretty phenomenal right right i mean if i'm a defense coming into the game and i see Wyatt davis on the edge no atkinson as a wide receiver no action Wyatt davis as wide receivers jacob sorry as wide receiver i don't know what i'm keying we have so many great athletes that you know if i'm keying you, you can't key all of us if you know if you key one of us you're just gonna open something else up and that's what's so that's what's great about the athletes that we have on the team and the offense that Coach Pearson puts together for us. So, yeah, I mean, the, the athletes that we have, Tyler Gibson coming in, first year playing quarterback on varsity, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. I, you know, I love the kid. He's, he's a great leader on the team, too. You know, he, he, puts a, he leads the offense awesome, and I, I really love what he does with the team. And, you know, Wyatt and Noah are the first 
first time we've played with them too and now with the bond that we've put on the offense together everybody has been great just talk about uh gibson you know being a junior there's seniors on the team stuff like that first year quarterback for him to come into a huddle to a game to a practice and try to direct the show and lead just talk about him being able to do that in that role i mean that's the most critical role in the game of football right right yeah i mean obviously he's a captain too and he just he he fits right in he fits right in with the team i mean the seniors we all just have a great bond together that we play with you know no matter senior junior freshman sophomore no matter what you are i mean tyler when he's out there he knows that he's got to bring every single person together and he does a great job with that and let's talk about coach pearson ryan pearson uh has he been with the team three years yeah, so he started my freshman year. So you've had him all three years. Just talk about, you know, what he means to the team. You've talked, I mean, you said his name a couple times in his game planning and stuff like that. I've spoke with him many times, and he's definitely an X's and O guy and knows his football. He's amazing. I love Coach Pearson. He's, first of all, a great guy off the field, on the field, no matter what. But, yeah, you want to talk about X's and O's. Call, I think I called him Coach Lombardi one time because he is just I I I tell him great play after he calls plays on the sideline because I'm just like this man knows exactly what he's doing. It's so crazy. It's awesome to have a mad evil genius on the sideline. Right, it really is. It's it's really awesome to have because I just <laughs> it's like watching an NFL coach. It's crazy. I love it. Awesome, awesome. So you guys are nine and one, correct? Yeah. Yep. And even that one loss against Newman, what was it, 24-21? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And even though your one loss is to a state-ranked team in Class 2A, they were state-ranked all year, you guys never got higher than seven, correct, in the Associated Press rankings? Right, yeah, seven's the highest we got up to. Did you guys have talks about that? Like, hey, why are we not moving up? We are crushing opponents. So in nine regular season games, you scored more than 40 points seven times. Right. Yeah. I mean, we definitely would look at it and, you know, like, we knew we were the underrated team, the underdogs, you know, and we didn't really care. We just played the football that we played, and we knew that, you know, whatever team was going to line up across from us, no matter what ranking we were, no matter what ranking they were, that we were going to come out and play the football that we play and play as a hard-nosed team that we are. And, you know, that's what we did every week, and I think that's, you can see, just the hard-nosed football that we play just goes off. So before I ask you a couple of things, you know, not related to high school football and stuff like that, anything else that you want to add about the Hall-Princeton mega matchup coming up at 1 p.m. on Saturday at Spring Valley? Oh, uh, I don't think so. No, I, don't, I, don't, I think we hit it all. And there was a lot to hit. I mean, this is a huge, colossal game we have coming up. It in. is. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, but I think we got it. I think we got it all. Just before we leave the subject, though, talk about the community support. Every time that I'm in Princeton for a game, I see, you know, the colors written on car windows and business shops and stuff like that. How has the support been for this playoff run and especially your week two matchup against a huge rival? You can feel the town behind you, especially when we're coming out of, you know, anywhere, anywhere we play, but especially at home, you're walking out and you can just, feel that community behind you and or you know friday driving you see the signs that all the parents put in the ground for you you know feel the stripes and all that it's just it's it's awesome how the our community is and we love it we love what our community does for us and how they 
you know, they're behind us. You know, even because you know we started this program. You know, my freshman year we were three and six. Last year we're seven and four, and no matter what, they've been behind us the whole time, and that's that's awesome. Moving on from Princeton. So last year when I interviewed you, you know I'm not a short guy. I'm, I'm about six foot. I'm probably a little under, but I always round up, so I'm six foot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your freshman year, you were a little shorter than me. Yeah, yeah. Second, last year when I'm speaking with you, you were right around the same height. Right. Now you're what, 6'3"? I'm about 6'2", you know, somewhere 6'2", 6'3". I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm about 6'2", yeah. We can round up. You can be 6'3". Yeah, I, I can be six two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and not only are you taller, but you are. I don't like to talk about you know dudes like this, but you're ripped. You're you're huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely hit the weights hard this off season with uh, JJ Rafson. I, I left over in LaSalle, Peru with um, him at JJ Arnold's Level Academy, and that was great. Especially not only getting to lift, but got to build uh, relationships with athletes over there too from other schools you know from lp hall Kawazniak, i lived with him too so you know it's cool to do that over there but yeah i definitely uh worked on gaining some weight over the this off season last year and the year before i thought if we were running at each other i could get past you this year i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, when I when I saw you and yeah, I, I thought immediately like this dude put in the work. Yeah, I knew what I had to do, and I just hit the weight room hard, and I love it. I love the weight room. I live in there. So, what made you decide to do that? I mean, obviously, you were bigger from freshman to sophomore year, but not the crazy change that is very, very visible between sophomore and junior. What made your, you know, mentality kind of change? Like, hey, this is what I want to do. If I want to get bigger, you know, I have to do this. What made you think that way? Right. I mean, especially now looking into not only playing high school football, but into the future playing college ball, I knew that I'm a bigger back. And if I'm going to be a bigger back, I'm going to have to, you know, put some weight on. Not only put some weight on, but put some speed on, too. And that's what I worked on. You know, I just get my weight up and get my speed up. I'm glad you mentioned college ball. So I saw Twitter photos. I saw the the press pass that they gave you. A recruiting trip to University of Illinois. Talk about that experience. I mean, that's a huge school. I mean, they haven't done well the last few years, but a Big Ten school and football is a huge, you know, pat on the back to be like, hey, they're at least looking at me. Like, talk about the experience going there. It was awesome. You know, you first walk in and they let you go. They show you the weight room. And the weight room is just, it is so cool. I mean, going to JJ's, you know, the, the weight room there is really nice. But walking into this place, it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is insane how crazy it is, how much they put football into their program, how much they love it. And I just... It was so cool, man. I loved it. Illinois was really cool. I have been to a game there. The Even when they're not winning, the atmosphere is everything that you want in a college D1. I'm sorry, I'm talking basketball language. FBS-type atmosphere. It's, it's amazing there. It is. The fans are awesome. The atmosphere they put together there is just amazing. It's definitely a place to play college football. It would be so exciting. What game did you uh, get to check out during your recruiting trip? Uh, it was the Illinois-Wisconsin upset, and it was crazy. It might have been the co- craziest football, college football game I've ever been to in my life. 
I remember watching that on TV, and I don't watch a lot of college football, but I was getting notifications from ESPN saying, I kept getting upset alerts, and I'm like, no way, they are, this is not going to happen. And sure enough. Right, yeah. You know, I was, I wanted to go, when I got the invite, I was, I was pumped, obviously, but I was like, you know, I wish, maybe I get to go to a game that'd be a little close, but, because I thought Wisconsin, you know, would give it to him, but it was a close game, and I was really surprised, but I was so happy that I got to go to that game. Probably the best of the year if you're an Illinois fan or getting recruited by Illinois to be at. Right, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, besides Illinois, have you been contacted by any other schools? Are you looking at any other schools? Or, you know, is Illinois, you know, up there somewhere you want to go? The first game I went to was in uh, Western Michigan. I went to Western Michigan game, and then after that I went to Illinois. And then recently I just went to Northern Illinois for a game day visit. And I'll be back up to Northern Illinois on Sunday for a junior day visit. I really like Northern Illinois right now. The coaches there are they're super nice. After going to the game day visit, they really evaluated their uh, academics they had there. I was really a fan of what they were doing with their academics there, too. Awesome. And Princeton, I don't know, is it kind of in the middle between DeKalb? So Northern Illinois University is in DeKalb. University of Illinois is in Champaign. Is right, Princeton yeah. kind of in the middle? So it really wouldn't matter, like, distance-wise. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's right in the middle. So, you know, distance-wise wouldn't matter. Especially, that'd be nice keeping the family close. So, yeah. Family, friends, community, you know, Edge of yeah. Your Seat podcast. Not too far away at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> sorry, I had to do it. I had to. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, is there any you know other future plans you got to to go to a recruiting visit or any other schools that you have thought about? Um, not not too many right now. I mean, kind of talking to Western Illinois a little bit. My trainer JJ Rafflin actually played there, and he talks to them every once in a while. So I'm sure I'll do something there soon, hopefully. But besides that, nothing really. I mean, I'm an SIU Carbondale graduate. <laughs> if you want to not stay by home <laughs> and want to go to SIU, I'm all about recruiting you to SIU. Southern Illinois' uh, offensive lineman coach follows me on Twitter. So maybe I'll send him a message with my film or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long trip. I mean, I'm from Mendota. I went to high school in Mendota. And it's a five-hour trip from Mendota. Oh, man. It's, it's not close. Yeah, I've heard it's it's pretty pretty it's pretty nice down there though, isn't it? It is beautiful. Yeah, that's and, what I've heard. and it's like fifteen to twenty degrees warmer. Yeah, I can I can live with that for sure. I was down there for five and a half years. I think it might have snowed three times. Oh, I live for that. That's a that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not trying to steer you away from any other school. I was just saying SIU is beautiful. But, but I'm not down there anymore anyway. And if you're at Northern or U of I, I you know, we could do more of these. Yeah, we can stay in touch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm glad you're looking into college. I'm glad that you want to play, you know, football at the next level. Obviously, your numbers, your, you know, presence on the field is saying that you have all the abilities to do so. So congratulations on trying to trying to move forward. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So one more time. Are you sure? You're done talking about Hall. There's no smack talking you want to do about the Red Devils. No, 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 no smack talking. <laughs> uh, that's just me trying to start something. I did the same thing to Grant Resetich, and, <laughs> and he said, nope, it's all respect. 
Yeah, it is all respect. I've got all respect for Grant, especially to Grant. I lost some of those guys earlier, so we're all cool. For sure. And I'm not trying to start no wars or fights. I'm just, you know, being a radio guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Rondé, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And like I said, best of luck in the future. We will keep in touch. And best of luck in the round two match against Hall. And like I told Grant, I don't have a favorite in this in this game. I'm a Hall fan. I'm a Princeton fan. I'm friends with both of the coaches. I talk to both players from both squads regularly. So best of luck, man. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Throw in a little tidbit there. That is the same North Boone team that Mendota lost 19-7 to to. So the first game of the season, I think North Boone was kind of getting their hands together on that. But that is an insane stat, to be honest with you. Uh, in other Class 3A action, uh, number 9 Hall shut out Piotone 20-0. Shout out to our boy Marshall Walk for doing that with us. And I'm happy for those guys. I guess it's, it's better to be red than it is to be uh, blue, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the uh, running game we talked about with senior Marshall Walk was in full effect as senior Cole Wozniak scored the first touchdown on a four-yard run. Uh, senior quarterback Grant Resetich stormed into the end zone on a one-yard quarterback sneak, and uh, he completed a third and long pass to Austin Heineke for the Red Devils' second touchdown. Uh, Walk said he wanted to run all over the Blue Devils, and he did just that, uh, scoring the third touchdown on a 46-yard run. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Why is it in Spring Valley? Um, the way it works is Princeton had a home game the first week, oh. and they're not supposed to have back-to-back home games in the playoffs. I see. So even though Princeton beat them, I thought it would give Princeton the right because Princeton beat them in right. the regular even season. Even though they beat them and they're the higher seed, Princeton's the one, Hall's the nine. If you had your first game at home, then your second one is almost always at the other place. Hmm, makes sense. No matter the seeding. Makes sense. And did I mention that it's going to be huge? It's going to be a huge game. I- I'm planning on going. I'm planning on being there. I should just take a vacation day. <laughs> Why too not? Bad, well, too bad the other guys already got the day off, so I can't, but I'd love to be there. All right, who do I got to kidnap? Bring him in just, to... I can't. Just come kidnap me. I'll make sure I'm properly dressed. As always, we have a special guest from the Hall football team, Senior Grant Resetich. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Not too bad. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, especially about some football. Uh, hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so let's talk about it. I mean, you guys get a shutout first round victory in your Class 3A opponent, Piatone. You guys were the nine seed; they were the eight. But you guys were able to shut them out, twenty nothing. Just talk about that feeling and winning that game. Oh, it was crazy. Honestly, our defense was just clicking, and we uh, we started uh, moving the ball pretty well with our run game. So. Overall, it was a great win. So I guess we'll go back to the beginning of the season. Then we'll we'll catch up to where we are now. So, you missed the first four and a half games with a athletic code violation suspension. You come back, was it week four in the second half? Uh, no, it was week five at halftime because it was a four and a half game suspension. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, week five. Sorry, I said week four. So just talk about that. You missed the first four and a half games. It's your senior year. You were the quarterback last year. You still got all area team nods from the News Tribune, even though you missed the last two games with an injury last year as a junior. So I'm sure you were hungry to get back on the field. Oh, yeah, of course I was, but I had one of my greatest successors playing quarterback, so I think we were under pretty good hands while I was gone. All right, I mean, you got to elaborate on this. Who was the greatest successor? 
Hey, that was all Mackie. Mac Resetage. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We we have Resetage. Uh, is there a relation here? Yeah, that's my little brother. <laughs> just to just talk about, you know, watching him play and, you know, trying to give him, you know, tips, advice, you know, leadership as you're on the sidelines watching him play. Oh, it was one of the greatest things I've watched him growing up, growing up playing uh, youth football. So to finally step on the field and watch him actually play in the high school level, he did a great job uh, with his comfort and everything. And he was a great listener. He was a very good leader, to be honest. I think he stepped up. He played that role very well. He listened. He was great with Coach Tiemann. And it's and he understands now that it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But you had your shot. Now it's me. Is there any jabs or anything like that at the dinner table or at home? Like, hey, all right, step aside, Mac. It's my turn again. Oh, no, he was all for it. He wasn't really a quarterback to begin with, so he was kind of happy to step down and let me take it over. Okay, very cool, very cool. So you come back week five, and you get on the field, but you did not come back right as quarterback. You were um, on defense. You kind of switched between linebacker and secondary, if I remember right, and you were wide receiver. Just talk about that coming back and not being quarterback. It was just so we couldn't, we were not trying to show Princeton anything at me, quarterback, and it was just, just uh, honestly, yeah, just to not show much. And I, I mean, I kind of accepted it. It was whatever, because I'm just here to win. Definitely. Princeton was your week six opponent, correct? Yeah. So who did you come back and play in week five? Uh, St. Pete. I mean, Hall St. Pete, rivalry, Route 6, only a few minutes away from each other. Was that a game that when you saw on the schedule that that's the one you're going to be back? Were you happy about that? Yeah, somewhat, but honestly, we didn't get the result that we were hoping for at the end of the game, so kind of just moved on. Yeah, that was kind of low scoring, wasn't it? Like 9 nothing or something? Yeah, very wet. Definitely. Moving forward after the St. Pete game, so while Mac was quarterback, he had a few throws here and there as they were testing his arm, testing his accuracy, stuff like that. But mostly the Hall running game was dominating games. From what I heard and saw in the last few games of the season and with the first round playoff game, it seemed like you guys are trying to, maybe not 50-50, but go a little more towards the, the throw as well as running the ball. Well, it's honestly, we just do whatever's working during the game. And honestly, right now, if we could run the ball and score 49 points, I'm happy with that. I don't need any. I don't really need touchdowns. So it kind of really doesn't matter to you guys about the split, just whoever's getting yards, whoever's moving the chains, whoever's getting the ball in the end zone. Yes, sir. We're all team players, honestly. It comes down to it's just a family. So we get through the rest of the season. Six and three record, got you into the playoffs. Like I said, he got past Piatone as the nine seed. They were the eight seed, beat him 20 nothing. Now you run back into Princeton, who in that week six game beat you guys 41 nothing. When we talked to Marshall Walk, he said, hey, this is a redemption game. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, same. And uh, it's one thing to lose Greg Larson with his arm. We had his heart. So it was a huge leadership role that we lost, and it just didn't feel like a very good game. So we're most definitely coming back for some redemption. Is Larson going to be back for this game? Yes, sir. He was only gone for a week, though. So it was just that one. All right, and he is a big, big uh, cog for your team on the offense and defensive line. Just talk about not just Greg, but the offensive line that you guys have to protect you, protect Mac, and to help that running game be so dominant. 
Oh, they are the goofiest group of guys I've ever met. They're perfect together. They understand that each one of them, they need to talk and they need motivation to keep it going. And they're great at communicating and it's just a perfect, they're just a perfect line. Awesome. So going into the second round game again, we're calling it a redemption game, you know, a big rival in Princeton. I honestly think Princeton and Hall might be a bigger rivalry than Hall and St. Pete, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's what I'm thinking, too. You're going into this game. They beat you guys 41 nothing. Is there anything you guys are doing differently? Is there What is the mentality that is going to be different from the Week 6 game and this game? This could honestly be one of our last games and that we need to play 100%. Uh, let's let's spruce it up a little bit. I mean, this is a rivalry game. It's Princeton. I mean, what is is your blood boiling? Are you are you ready to to get the Tigers? Oh yeah, most definitely. I've just been going 100 percent practice, just getting ready for this game. I one for the ages. When you guys are talking in the huddle at practice, you know, in the classroom, wherever you are, what is what is being said? What is what is going on with all you guys and, and how bad you want this win? Honestly, we just need to keep our heads tight and focus on our goal. Don't let any outside distractions get in our way. If you don't mind sharing, what is the goal? Uh, we're going for that ring. Hall and St. Peter really close. Hall and Princeton is not that far from each other. Do you guys know those those guys off of the field as well? Oh, yeah. I've been playing with some of these kids with baseball and everything. I play travel with a couple of I know why Davis because Drake used to play with Chance back when they played travel baseball, so I grew up with, basically grew up with him. Has there been any uh, text messages back and forth, Facebook Messenger, anything where you guys are, I don't know, maybe talking smack or, you know, jabbing each other? Oh, no, it's all respect. We're not, I'm not saying anything until we get on that field. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to see it. Talk about what it means for you, your senior year, not only to get to the playoffs, get to the second round, you know, a lot, a lot of people get to do that, but you guys did it the last two years. Honestly, amazing. Last year, I didn't really, I didn't get to play in the playoffs, so I kind of missed that feeling. This year, I just went in, I didn't even know what the playoffs, you know, it felt like it's one of the greatest feelings I've ever felt, <laughs> and it's just great to be there. I think we can prove to the city, I mean, our time, that we can be something. Yeah, let me just kind of elaborate on that. I did. I mentioned your injury last year, and you did miss the end of the season. So coming in as a senior, playoff football, what is it about playoff football that is so different than the regular season? You start out 0-0. Zero, zero. You never played some of these teams that you go into, so it's just a whole different feeling. It's like playing a week one every week. Now that you're saying that, and we've been talking about you know the round two game against Princeton, is it advantage or a disadvantage? To know them, because as much as you know them, they know you guys as well. Uh, honestly, that was my first actual game being quarterback, so it took me a long time to get back into the swing of things, so I think we kind of have the advantage. And going into this game, do you look at it as, as an advantage as well? Uh, not necessarily, because we know that they are a very good team, and they know how to move the ball, so kind of just preparing on that. We've been mostly talking about you as the quarterback and, you know, the offense, the running game, but the whole defense has been pretty stout, too. There's been, you know, goal line stances all year. I think you guys came up with a huge stop, a couple huge stops in the, the first round of the playoffs against Piatone. Just talk about the defense and, and how you guys are going to match up against Princeton. We, I think, will match up pretty well. It's just we have to be able to uh, throw where we need to and make our tackles. Just no stupid mistakes. So talk about pregame ritual going into this Princeton game. Are you going to do, if you do stuff the same that you have, just let me know what that is, or is there anything different that you're going to do to try to get you hyped up for Princeton? Uh, my, usually before pregame, me and Dalton do one of our 
one of our goofy, uh, goofy handshakes, so. And you're talking about Dalton Brust? Yeah. All right, you got to explain this goofy handshake. What does it entail? Uh, it's from the Cleveland Browns. I think Odell and Richard Higgins did it, and they were doing, like, the, they were, like, fixing their ties, and they picked up their, uh, suitcase, and then they, like, walked off. <laughs> so you guys do that? Yeah, for every game. That's amazing. That's amazing. I better see that on Saturday. Oh, I got you. <laughs> we'll just talk about that real quick because I just mentioned it is on Saturday. The game is at 1 p.m. Saturday in Spring Valley at Hall High School. Just talk about that, having a 1 o'clock game on a Saturday instead of a, a Friday night game. Honestly, it doesn't really matter what time we play because that honestly just gives us another day to practice, another day to prepare. So I'm honestly fine with Saturday games. And this game, like I said, is in Spring Valley. Was week six, was that in Princeton? Yeah. So talk about the home field advantage. What does that mean to you guys? Oh, it's going to be packed. So I, I think we'll have the fans roaring and we'll have them mostly on our side, I hope. Do you remember last year's game in Spring Valley against Princeton? Yes, sir. <laughs> that was the craziest game I have covered in my 14-year career. Oh, yeah, I lost my voice. I was going so nuts. So there was a fire in the press box, or right outside yeah. of the press box. Yeah. I ran for my life. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so then when we get back in session, we get back to the game, I go on the other side. So I was on Princeton's side when this happened. Were you guys down by two? Yeah, we were down by two, yeah. Because they were about to be in the end zone, and I think, uh, I forgot who their quarterback was, but he fumbled in the end zone, and then we got the ball. Not trying to put a spotlight on Beck Robbins, but it was Beck Robbins was the quarterback. Oh, okay. He did fumble the yeah. ball. You guys got it back. Talk about the end of that game and how you guys went on to win. Well, honestly, Randy just brought me aside. He said I needed to lead this team. And I was hitting my throws, and then he called that uh, half-pack pass, and I already knew it was money. Talk about the half-pack pass. It goes to James Maltino, correct? Oh, we were lining up, and they they were talking about it, too. They were The coaches were screaming, watch the halfback pass. I step back, I throw it to James, and then as James is throwing, he gets smoked, and then connects with Steven, and Steven just gets that score. Maltino got smoked. I was like three feet away from that. I'm backing up like, man, if I have to brace myself because I'm about to get pummeled myself. <laughs> so I was watching that because it was on the Princeton sideline. And yeah. then, as you said, Brust, who had a guy on him, makes a move. It's Steven Brust, by the way. Makes a move, gets the touchdown. Just talk about that feeling, and that was a huge game for you guys. Oh, I started running out of school, and I gave Ellie Rivera a big bear hug, and we slid in the mud. I bring that up just to let people know that are listening to this how big of a game it is with Princeton and Hall. It's huge. <laughs> I, I don't think you can say it any other way. Honestly... <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about the game before I let you go? Uh, no, not really. I'm just going to leave it at that. Perfect. Well, best of luck to you, my friend. And I, I, I really, I, I can't pick a winner here. I'm, I'm friends with both coaches. I'm friends with players from both sides. I'm just ready for a great football game, and, you know, the best man wins. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, though. Anytime, Grant. In Class 2A action, Fieldcrest is still undefeated at 10-0 as the number two seed, the Knights, beat number 15, West Carroll, 28. I believe they were down 8-0 to start the game, and Fieldcrest had to rally the troops and come back. So awesome for the Knights. Now they're moving on to the second round. They host Elgin St. Edward, who is the number seven seed. 
They defeated Chicago Orr 24-18 in their first round matchup. The Knights meet Elgin St. Edward at 1 p.m. Saturday. Well, I think Fieldcrest just got down eight so they could actually feel like they had a challenge. No, that wouldn't go that way, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't well, know. So glad to have Fieldcrest senior running back Kenton Casterjohn join us. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. I know your like official name is Kenton. Do you go Kenton or by Kent or what do you go by? Uh, I, I go by Kenton, but some of the guys on the team like to call me Casey. And just yeah, little nickname they have for me. I actually love your name, Kenton Casterjohn. Like that just means like, hey, I'm an athlete. That's kind of what the name says to me. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, my parents uh, they thought it was pretty unique, so I like that. I, I, there's not too many other Kentons I find, so that's pretty cool. Well, I have a cousin Kent. And now I'm going to call him Kenton, and he's not even going to know why. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's in northern Wisconsin, so yeah. hopefully he hears us, and I'm yelling Kenton all the way from here. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> all right, like I said, we're talking football. Uh, we also talked to, uh, you know, players from Hall. We talked to Grant Resetich. We've talked to Rondé Wurls from Princeton, you know, keeping it all Illinois Valley. Got to have love for your community, right? Right, yes, sir. So, we're talking Fieldcrest, number two seed, 10-0, and 0, undefeated. You guys have been a juggernaut all the way through the season against number seven, Elgin St. Edwards. What do you know about them? They seem like they like to pass a lot, you know, and, and run it a little bit. You know, this is kind of your, your normal football team, pass and throw. Uh, we, we know that they're, they've played a lot bigger competition. So, you know, and especially this deep in the playoffs, you know, everybody is just such a great competitor. So, uh, I mean, we kind of, we don't want to make the game too big by any means. So we just kind of take it just like we have been week by week, uh, game by game, um, working hard during practice, just trying to get better. You can ask any coach, any player around Illinois, around Wisconsin, around whatever state you want to, and every coach and player is going to tell you that they've been working hard in practice and that, you know, everybody's ready to play. But what is the difference that you can say that and it show up on the scoreboard and in the record books and you're headed into week two of the playoffs with a 10-0 record? Um, I think uh, what separates us from you know, maybe some other schools is the huge senior group that we have. Um, 17 seniors out, you know, it really creates a, a good bond on the team. A lot of veteran leadership to go around. It brings everybody a lot closer and it, it makes you feel better about your team because you have so many, so many uh, leaders that can help everybody else underneath them know what they're doing. So we have we have a lot of depth. And that's kind of why. That's another reason we're, we've gone so deep. Um, if I if I have to, if I'd have to say it, the main main reason we've been having so much success, so much success is the uh, our our just amazing offensive line. That's where it's at. So, you know, that was kind of my next question. What is a key for you guys to get you know to the next round? And I think it does start with your line. I would I would agree. Um, you know, every game is determined by who can control the line of scrimmage. And I think that our team has done a great job at that throughout these uh, first 10 weeks, um, especially yeah, with our line. I mean, they they are big guys. They're super, super big and strong. But the thing is, they're, they're pretty mobile, too, which is awesome. Awesome. When you run the kind of offense that we do, because not only will they get their initial push, but they'll be blocking for you at five, 10 yards downfield, which is awesome. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give those guys a shout out? Who is the who's the line that you run behind and they open the gaps for you? Starting line, um, left tackle, Cam Milishoski, uh, left guard, Mason Falk, 
uh, center, Ethan Johnson, right guard, Jordan Hochecker, and right tackle is uh, Travis Sunken. And we, we go a lot of tight end and blocking back stuff, too. So our, our tight end is Blake Bratt, and our uh, blocking back is Tyler Baker. Anything uh, special shout-out you want to tell them? Uh, just keep keep doing what you're doing, guys. Your reason we've had so much success, and I wouldn't want to be running behind anybody else. So. Well, obviously, they've been opening you know holes and gaps for you. For the season, you have 202 carries for 1,353 yards and 21 touchdowns. So then you're round one, first round, whatever you want to call it, of the Class 2A playoffs. You guys met Wes Carroll. You had 29 carries, 193 yards, and two touchdowns. What were you seeing in the first round matchup against Wes Carroll that, I mean, 193 yards, that's not easy to do. Right, yeah, it's, it's not easy to do, but when you have a line like mine, um, it's it's not terrible. You know, they were, West Carroll was a very physical team, so uh, they had that going for them, um, but we're also a pretty physical team. So, and it, it was a really, really crappy environment that day, really muddy and rainy um, and just wet. We had to really grind out the ground and pound that whole game, so, because it wasn't, wasn't too much of a night for an air attack, so. We uh, that helped me rack up a lot of carries on the ground. Gotcha. And if I remember, so you won the game. Was it twenty eight? Uh, twenty to eight. Yeah, twenty to eight. Yeah, they had an eight nothing lead, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, their first offensive play, actually, they got us with kind of like a money pass. They kind of did a quick read and then and then threw out, threw it out to probably their their best receiver, um, and he just made. He made a great catch and a great run afterwards. We kind of, we kind of played. We maybe could have played it a little better. Um, didn't quite get there. I think we thought we were maybe going to come down with it, so we kind of under pursued it, and it kind of it went over our heads, and uh, he got away. But uh, our defense really buckled down after that. Um, then I don't think we let up over a hundred yards after that. Our defense has been been playing phenomenal all year, so. Um, it wasn't really surprising that after that one big play happened that everybody really uh, started getting to their jobs and whatnot. Okay. And I'm not the guy that will call anything a fluke play. I mean, if a play happens, it happens. It's not really a fluke. It did happen. But right. after that big play happened, it kind of like, okay, well, you know, we got to we gotta start playing. Was there beginning gin, uh, jitters? You know, it's the beginning of the playoffs. Was there any jitters or was it just a big play that, you know, they, they converted? Uh, to be honest, I think it was just a big play they converted. We have a, like I said, just having those veteran guys on the team really helps with uh, adversity, you know. And we've been in that position like a time before this season, like against Eureka. Um, so it wasn't we weren't really a stranger to not being in the lead at some point, you know. We when that like if anything, it kind of drives you just to go even that much harder, just because the guys you have, you know, like they were they were all pretty pretty content with where we were at i mean we they were i wouldn't say anybody really had the jitters by any means you guys have been playing phenomenal football let's first go to the the rankings so what i don't understand is you guys are the number two seed but at the end of the poll the associated poll were you guys still number one and two a i think so and so what happened is knoxville ended up more playoff points than us i think is what happened that's how that went down, I think. So since they had more playoff points, you guys went to the number two seed right. into the playoffs, even though you were number one on the associated poll going into the playoffs. Right. That's craziness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about that. I mean, 
I don't recall Fieldcrest ever being number one in the past. I know they've been ranked, but not number one. So just talk about, you know, being able to say that. Yeah, no, it was definitely really cool um, to be the first team to be ranked number one. But if I'm being honest, we didn't really let it get to us too much. And we kind of, I mean, it, like, it was really cool to be able to say that, you know, when it first happened. But um, then after that, it kind of went to, it didn't really matter too much, you know. Uh, I mean, so people think that we're the number one team in the state, but... Uh, that doesn't really matter until we go prove it. So we, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was really cool to kind of have that justification at first. Um, but we really, I mean, we kind of let go of that pretty quick and just kind of kept trying to do our normal thing and working super hard. I was there the first time that Fieldcrest had made the playoffs and got a home football game for a home playoff football game. And... I believe I was there for the quarterfinals. Yeah, I was there for the quarterfinals when the Drew Barth team lost to Anawan Weathersfield in Kiwani. Uh, that had been like five years ago. Yeah. Being ranked number one in the state, headed to the, the second round undefeated. You know, the sky's the limit for you guys. Just talk about the progression of Fieldcrest football and being able to be a part of that. Oh, it's awesome. Um, it's such a great environment. Um, we have a great coaching staff, just great people in the community. Everything about like our program is, is just ideal. You know, it's, it's awesome with everybody like supporting. And like I said, like all the people around us and like on the field, helping us out and everything. It's just something about it. There's just like this aroma from field that, you know, you just want to try to do right by everything and work as hard as you can to like please the people that come and support you all the time you just want to make them happy and so yeah so it's really cool being a part of that i wouldn't want to be a part of any other organization um and it's awesome just knowing you know like if you're a fieldcrest knight you just you just know that there's like certain qualifications like like i said just being like try to be as right as you can in, in these situations and um and always giving your 100 percent effort because that's that's just what you do here Good answer, good answer. <laughs> and also talk about Coach Derek Schneeman. So I worked for the News Tribune for eight years. So I was covering Fieldcrest. Uh, Nate Lorton was the coach that, you know, took you to the playoffs for the first time and stuff like that. Just talk about Coach Schneeman and what, I mean, he means to the program. He has routinely had success. He's been able to develop, you know, wide receivers. He was a receiver himself. But he's also been able to develop, it seems like almost, every position player around the board right yeah no he's he's phenomenal like you said i mean he's been having great success there's a reason for that um like you know all the work and time he spends putting his everything towards our program you know um driving over over for us like everywhere you know whether it be like lifting in the summer being there all day coming super early for morning practices you know we're a lot closer than he is he lives a little bit farther away so, so it's awesome to have that coach that's just so dedicated and, and, and cares so much for his players. And it goes on the field, you know, like he, he's just he's very good at putting who he knows can play that position in that position and, co- and coaching them to do what he needs them to do. And that's why we've had so much success. Like our defense has been great, too. And our offense is, is pretty, pretty good, too. You know, putting up numbers. He's a good decision maker. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's huge to our program, obviously, being head coach. And- Where do you live? Fieldcrest is a co-op. For people that do not know, Fieldcrest is a co-op in Minook, Illinois. Where where do you live at? I live in Dana, uh, Dana, Illinois. It's, uh, it's about uh, 10 minutes from Minook. And it has about 10 people? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, it has about uh, 
100, 100 maybe, I think. Are you related to about 80%? Pretty kind of. Yeah, you can say <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's all joke. So why I bring why I bring up the, you know, Fieldcrest co-op deal is so you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. You guys are in central Illinois, cornfields. I mean, there's cornfields surrounding your football field. Yeah, yeah. So does that have something to do with why, why Fieldcrest is also good at football? I mean, you guys really don't have much to do. Is it like, hey, you know, there's this football team and they've been good. Why don't we keep it going? Is that kind of a thing? Yeah, with the classes that we have with us right now, um, there's always been this thing, you know, you look up to these older guys and you're like, well, I don't want to let them down. So there's no reason not to go give my everything out for this sport. It's just a sport that we all love. Um, like I said, it's like a football community around here. Everybody supports it. It makes us love the game even much, even more. So, yeah, I mean, we, we put in the work and, you know, when we're not doing anything else, we're like, oh, let's, you know, let's head out to the field, play some catch, do, just do, do things like that. And yeah, I would say that is, it is kind of like that, you know, we, we've seen teams be successful before us and uh, why not try to beat that standard, you know, set a new one for all the kids under us, so. Do you see, you know, I had mentioned Drew Barth, his brother Ryan Barth was a middle linebacker and, and big for the football teams. Do you see guys like that come around often? I wouldn't say maybe often. Those are, those are two really good players. But, I mean, we have, yeah, I mean, we do, we have some, some players of their stature on our team, too, this year. Um, and I think that's why we're having so much, so much success. Um, a lot of a lot of people try to compare us to that team, the 2014 team. There's two teams coming through Fieldcrest that have had just such great seasons so far. I mean, we we I would say we have some players of of that caliber on our team this year. Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad you said 2014. So I was right. It was five years ago. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Definitely. I remember that game. It was that was super crazy. Yeah, that was that was, that was pretty crazy. Were you there? No, I wasn't there, but I was I was getting updated the whole time, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're from Fieldcrest and you're in the quarterfinals, I mean, you know what's going on. Right, exactly. Anything else that you wanted to add about, you know, this big week two matchup? I mean, Elgin St. Edwards, you have <laughs> not played them, probably don't know too much, but you watched film. Is there anything else going in? Does, does maybe, like, a, a mentality change from week one to week two, like, does it get progressively... I can't say more focused, but does anything change in mentality from week to week in the playoffs? Right, right. I know what you mean. Um, I, like I said, like for the most part, we keep everything the same. We don't make anything too big. But at the same time, you know, when you get in the playoffs, this change in the way everybody acts in a way, just because you all, you know, all working together for a common goal which is to win and we want to go as far as we can and everybody understands that they grasp the fact that how important playoffs are in each win because in playoffs you don't you know you don't get you don't get a second chance um you lose and you're done for the season and none of us want our season to be over so uh yeah i i i agree i wouldn't say more focused because we've been pretty focused this year but something of that nature yeah i mean our, our mood definitely shifted a little bit we have mentioned that you're a senior, so this is your last go with the Fieldcrest football team. Any plans to continue football or, you know, anything else going further? I would love to play college football somewhere. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly where yet. I, I don't have any anything picked out uh, per se yet, but anywhere that I could play college football, I would love that. 
I just I love the sport so much. You know, it means it means so much to me. I would love to go anywhere to go play if it just means that, that I got to play it for more years. So, do you play other sports at Fieldcrest? Um, I did track one year. I used to play basketball when I was in middle school. Then I I got injured freshman year, and I kind of strayed away from from all that and just pretty much stuck with football ever since. So you got injured in another sport and decided to play the sport that most people get hurt in the most. <laughs> yep, that's yep, that's it. <laughs> hey, if that's what you love to do, then you put what you love to do first, right? Exactly. Definitely. I like it. I like it a lot. I just want to say thank you very much, Kenton. I can't call you Kent. I got to remember to call my cousin Kent, Kenton. Right. Yeah, no, no problem, man. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Keep it going. I mean, I'm going to be following you guys throughout. Maybe uh, I can get to one of these games. I'm not going to be able to get to the next playoff or this playoff game. And uh, why don't you, if you could, tell our listeners where the game is, what time. I believe it's on Saturday, correct? Yes, you are correct. It is at home in in Monarch, Illinois, at our field, Saturday at 1 o'clock. So both of our big matchups are at 1 o'clock on Saturday because if you guys are playing in Minook, also at 1 o'clock, Princeton is at Hall in the 3A playoffs. Okay. So it is going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy environment for football in the Illinois Valley. Crazy Saturday, yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, football's the best. Unfortunately, uh, the Illinois Valley did have one team bow out as LaSalle Peru lost in the Class 5A uh, first round battle against Rochester, 68 to 26. Congratulations on a great season. Um, although they lost, it does not overshadow the success the Cavs had this season as they made it to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. So, uh, congratulations goes out to our boy Jose Medina and the entire LP uh, community. I'm super pumped for him. I know they obviously wanted to go further, and losing by that score doesn't make anybody happy. But to not be able to get to week 10 for 10 years. That's amazing for them. So good job for our Mendota guy, Jose. Yeah. And if I could just add on to that, I, I actually got to see a lot of the pictures from that game because uh, my nephew plays for them. I got to see some pictures on social media. It kind of, I mean, he's a senior. It kind of tore me up a little bit to see a lot of those seniors and their reactions. So, you know, kind of kind of hit home a little bit. So congratulations on a good season. Good job, Coford. I never met you. I knew the name before knowing that that was your nephew. But good job for them. That's awesome. Uh, I always like seeing, we've also said this a million times, we're Mendota boys, but I like seeing the LaSalle Perus, the St. Beads, the Halls, the Fieldcrest, all the teams around us win when you know, Mendota is not in the game and stuff like that. Always want to root for these guys, absolutely. Definitely. And plus, knowing the coaches, knowing the players, you get to know these guys and you root for them just as much as you would your home your home team. Oh, I, I caught myself almost the entire time, especially I kept looking on uh, Facebook, and I don't really know exactly how to find everything, but I did that for like the LaSalle Peru game and the Hall game. I was just looking for stuff like crazy, trying to you know make sure like hey, what's what's Marshall doing? You know like what's LP doing? You know, and it just I, obviously I was talking Marshall with uh, Hall, you know, but it was just I was really excited about it. I was I was scrambling all over the place. We gotta tell this man, Tony Miles, get on Twitter. It is all right there. <laughs> I don't he, know how to work it. He's anti-Twitter. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years. I don't know how to work it. <laughs> I would be recovering a game, and I have updates <laughs> everywhere on Twitter. Just click me, and everything is there. And he's like, "Put it on Facebook, man. <laughs> Message it to me, will you?" <laughs> so poor, poor Brandon sitting there, and everything he puts on uh, Twitter, he's copy and pasting and putting it into the messenger so I can get it. 
Uh, I'll get better. I, I vow to get better because of our podcast and everything we do. I vow to get better at Twitter, and uh, I'll kind of probably look like that 60-year-old aunt you have on Facebook who doesn't know what the hell she's doing, so I'll get there. As long as you don't have the curlers in your hair, you stay away from the walker, we'll be all right. No. <laughs> I, got, I got at least 30 years for that. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Want to break down some other scores or teams that are still alive in the playoffs around us. Uh, in Class 5A, a former huge rival with LaSalle, Peru, Sterling is still 10-0, or still undefeated at 10-0. They stayed alive. Now they are playing Chicago St. Rita at 1 p.m. Saturday in Sterling. I always add DeKalb Sycamore teams because I lived there before I came here. I'm from all over northern Illinois, but right before I came here, I was in the Cal Sycamore area. So I always, you know, look at them. Number three, Sycamore, also in 5A, um, won 59-7, which is a pretty good score for them. Now they play Montini at 2 p.m. in Sycamore on Saturday. 4A, Kiwani, who is in the same conference. This is a Three Rivers Conference, Mississippi Division. There's a lot of words in there. I always said that when I had to write it I all out. I think you did pretty well, though. Yeah. I've wrote it a million times. <laughs> so Three Rivers Conference, Mississippi Division, Kiwani. Again, they play St. B, they play Hall, they play Princeton, they play all those teams. They shut out Chicago Agricultural Science, 50 to nothing. And now they play Cole City at 1 p.m. in Cole City. I don't know if you know this, but in 2015, see, 2014 or 15 was Mendota's last playoff game. They lost in Cole City to Cole City. I was there covering that game. I gotta go back to the Chicago agricultural science. <laughs> I I think it was fifty nine to nothing because nobody showed up. I think they were clearing fields or something, but no. <laughs> yeah, uh, we always said this when we were in high school. No disrespect to farmers. I got to say, I was just being funny. None. But do you remember IMSA, Illinois oh, Math yeah. and Science? Is it Academy? Illinois Math and Science Academy. Yep. Every year that we played them in basketball. We just automatically marked it off. Like, we're going to beat them by 30. And we did every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did. And I'm talking about basketball, not football. Every year we beat them by 30. Yeah, well, uh, I bet their ACT scores are a little better than ours. And that's what they would tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're a little bit more uh, successful than we probably are sitting here yeah. right now. <laughs> the players on the court would say that, and the people in the stands would say that. You know how sometimes if you're playing football or basketball, um, I've seen this a lot with LP and St. B, LaSalle Peru and St. B. If it was on the football field, they don't play football, but say it's um, basketball. It's on the basketball court. They would say to the other sport that they're good at. Like LaSalle Peru, they had a state champion in bowling in Nate Stubler. Mm -hmm. Stud. St oh. Super stud. Stud. And one of my favorite people to talk to. I love stud. talking to that kid. He wins state championship. Right after that, they had a basketball game, and St. Bede was up. The LP fans started screaming, bowling, you can't bowl, and stuff like that. <laughs> talking about Nate Stubler. So that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> like other sports like that. It you was amazing. Have you ever looked at Emsa and ever said, like, you looked at him like, you know how badly I can beat you, right? You ever, like, kind of like pulled, like, an Adam Sandler on him or something? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So that's how I feel like Kiwani was to Chicago Agriculture Science. Like, they had to have been. Yeah. Definitely. Congratulations to them. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Good for them. Also in 4A, Genoa Kingston and Stillman Valley are still alive, headed to the second round. They are both in Mendota's conference, so we thought we'd you know, give them a shout-out. Yeah, congratulations to uh, those teams as well. And uh, 
I have some ties to Genoa Kingston with some family there, so I wish them the best of luck as well. Also a Mendota competitor in the big Northern Conference is Byron, who is still alive in 3A. In 2A, Newman, who is it's a conference crossover. They're in the Three Rivers Rock Division, so they're in with like Barrow Valley. They'll play Hall, Spring Valley, St. Bede on crossover weeks. Have you watched Newman this year? I've seen them twice. Are I've seen big? the first two weeks. Not as big as they usually That's are. That's what I was thinking, because I remember a couple years ago, I think when Peyton was a freshman or a sophomore, the varsity team, I remember seeing these kids and I was like, my goodness, I mean, I don't know what leg workout they're putting together, but that was craziness. So I wondered if they were still that big. Yeah, they're not that big, and to be completely honest, they're not as good as the Newman teams that we're used to hearing about. Usually, we're, when you're talking about Newman, you're like, okay, they could go to state. Yeah. You know, they're going to roll over everybody. This year, it's like they're going to win, but they're not going to win in surprising fashion. And Princeton, Princeton, I think, lost 24-21, 24-20 to them. They were right there to the end. I mean, Princeton's a juggernaut in their own right. Right. But Newman in, in, other, in other years have been way better football teams. So, so there, what you're saying is and on any given day, they, they're kind of beatable. They, they can be beat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And honestly, this week going into the second round, they play Orion who has been a pretty good team all year. They are also in the Three Rivers Rock Division. So they're in the same division as Newman. They play Burrow Valley. I've seen them play Princeton, you know, stuff like that. So those two teams, Newman and Orion, lock up at 6 p.m. on Saturday. It should be, should be pretty interesting. We'll see what happens there. Well, everybody thinks that they're actually the only ones learning something. I'm learning stuff here. So, I mean, Brandon's sitting here looking at me as he's talking about this. So, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for we'll sure. Get somewhere. I mean, I did this for a long time. So, that's kind of why I love doing this, this guy, podcast. This guy, I'll just a shout out real quick to you. And I don't want to make you blush or anything. This kid works his hind end off. I, oh, my gosh. I can't even. I just have to acknowledge what he puts through and what he does. I, I would guess with everything that he's going on. And behind the scenes, I bet he probably gets maybe two or three hours of sleep. So he he know and his knowledge for this is just amazing. I, I can do the national level. I can do some some small local stuff. But props to you, man. You are doing an excellent job. I appreciate that. I am blushing. He did blush. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I really you do. do. A great job. Thank you. And you're doing great on the national stuff. When we talk baseball, Speaking I just like you take Oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. That's coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, we got some dance. real serious talk. I might do a dance for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's already dancing. He's going to dance. Move around. <laughs> but, yeah, we want to say thank you for our guests. I did not want to intro them at the beginning of the show. I kind of wanted to throw you off. I wanted you to be on the edge of your seat. When they got on the show. I see what you did there. He didn't even tell me that. He'd keep me on the edge of my seat, for goodness sake. I, I got to keep things. I got to keep people on their toes, on the edge of their seats. I got to keep people excited to be on the show. I think that's our job. This is fun. It's a lot of fun. This, tonight's fun, too, though. Oh, yeah. We're sober. Yeah, and that's, that's what's the best that's about this. That's the best part. Yeah. 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 I believe that. You do not need alcoholic beverages to have fun. No, no, you don't. You really don't? No. no. Just get a mic. Talk with your friend about some sports. Talk, friends. I mean, we, we normally try to have like a little scripture going on. <laughs> we kind of went off that quite a bit today. <laughs> yeah. We were just, we just, we actually freelanced a lot of this. <laughs> yes, we did. That's it awesome. Though. Yeah. Makes you laugh a little bit. For sure. So what else we got to talk about? I think we're going to wrap this one up. Oh, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Again, thank you for our guests getting on the show. 
We wish you guys the best of luck going into week two. I really don't like saying luck because it's all your guys' skill, your hard work, everything that you guys put into your season. Pound it. Good luck, guys. Pound Thanks, it. gentlemen. Appreciate it. Again. I'm talking pound that rock. No, that's what I meant. Pound that rock. Into the end zone. Into the end zone. Into the end zone. Thank you, Brian Cavelli, for the theme track. Once again, I told you every single episode, I'm going to give you a shout out. And we got a clap. That's that's not even on a switchboard or anything. That's me actually clapping. <laughs> Legit clap. Thanks, Brian. In real time. <laughs> also, you can catch us anywhere. Facebook page, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Podcast was too long. Twitter, you got to fix that. But Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. You can contact us anytime you want to. Send us an email at edgeofyourseat at gmail.com. You want us to interview somebody that we haven't interviewed? You, you think somebody would be good to you know, tell a life story or their moment of shine on the football field or on the basketball court or on the baseball diamond, wherever. Uh, sponsorship money, we're always done with that. If you have something you want to say about something that we said, you want to give us your opinion on you know, me thinking that the Bears are awful and they're not going to make the playoffs, and you think they are. You told me we weren't talking about this tonight. I know, but I'm just giving them an example. Well, Anything you want to talk to us about, contact us. Edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. Edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on iTunes, Apple Music. We would appreciate it very much. We appreciate the listens, but if you follow, that registers in the system and lets people know, the people behind the scenes know, that we're actually doing something that you're listening, so maybe other people will want to listen. So we appreciate your support and love. And that's all for me. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, I just, can we talk about the mention we got on our uh, Facebook page today? Do it. Okay, so uh, we appreciate any mentions you give us, and even uh, if anybody pays attention to our Facebook page today, there was actually a mention on there about somebody that passed away in a birthday. I have no idea how it got on there, and I asked Brandon, I said, do you know who these people are? And we have no idea, so I mean, if we got to get death birthdays out there and you want to mention them out there, we're okay with that as well. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It was. And, and we're not laughing at somebody passing away. No, absolutely. That's not what we're doing. But we have no idea who these people are. Uh, we wish them the best yeah, and absolutely. through what is going on. But what was it, like a slash death slash birthday? Yeah, it looked like the, the person passed away a while ago and they were just kind of wishing them a heavenly birthday. But it wasn't even, they're not even from around this area. I it just, you know what, I guess maybe we're more popular than we think we are. I mean, we definitely <laughs> encourage, we definitely encourage listeners, fans, supporters from outside of the Illinois Valley. I mean, we want that. Right. But it was really strange or, or weird that we got tagged in that. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're listening. We wish you guys the best. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy heavenly birthday. Heavenly birthday to your loved one. Thanks for listening and for tagging us. We we kind of liked it. It was yeah. a cool, it was a cool viewing. Hey, it made it it made it to the podcast. So we're good there, right? <laughs> it did. It did. It did. I, I couldn't let it go. It was. I was there like, what is going on here? I'm not going to lie, I almost forgot about it. As soon as you said it, I'm like, yes, do it, do it. But that's all I got. So, again, thank you all very much, and uh, appreciate you listening. Definitely. We will be back soon. Jim out, baby. Peace.